Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for another edition of the 2022 Jets offseason roundtable. Bringing in all the heavy hitters. And this is one of the heaviest hitters I know. One of my favorite sports talk hosts. I always say, smartest man in sports talk radio. Blessing and a curse for him. He, of course, can be heard on WFAN 660 and 101.9, also on CBS Sports Radio, Mr. Chris Moore. Chris, what's up, brother? Mace, good to talk to you again, brother. It's been a while. Absolutely. I was just telling you before we start recording, if it's been way too long, really looking forward to talking to you about this because you were a Jets fan for many, many years. Then you decided you'd had enough. You jumped off the bandwagon. So you're looking at this from a unique perspective because not only are you an outsider, but you're an outsider who used to be an insider, if any of that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's what's odd about our business, I mean, doing it at least the way I do it, I pretty much try and tell the truth as much as I can. So if I'm advocating, you know, to people to to get some evidence that your ownership really cares about uh, success and and success not in the uh, ledger book, but success in the record keeping, and we do keep records in sports. It's one of the great things about it. There are standings. Um, if you're not convinced that they care as much as you do, then it becomes that much harder to advocate for them or to spend your money on them or to believe in them 
and it becomes aggravating, you know, and, and Jet fans know this all too well, and I'm sure they debate it. Um, I often use the analogy, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be in good shape, but they don't want to go to the gym mm-hmm. and they don't want to watch what they eat. Mm-hmm. So then can you say those people really want to be in good shape? And it's sort of the same analogy here. Of course, the Johnsons want to win. And of course, the people that they hire want to win. But what are they willing to do? How far are they willing to go? And how much does it hurt when they don't meet their goal, when they join the gym when that New Year's resolution on January 1st and never set in the foot in there again February 15th on? How much does that hurt? And my evidence has been with this, this ownership group is that it doesn't hurt enough, you know, that they don't feel what your listeners feel. And that is a real sense of being deprived. And, you know, that that's the thing. Like I, people think, oh, you're just jumping off because they don't win. No, they don't compete. You know, I, I want a team that plays meaningful football in Thanksgiving, even if they lose that game. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I looked at it again this year. I think I was on the day after Christmas the 26th and mathematically I believe there were still uh, 24 teams with something on the line with two weeks to go 24 out of the 32 and the usual suspects Detroit, the giants, the jets, Jacksonville, you know, we're all at the bottom again. And this league is designed as you know, And Jerry Jones mentioned it yesterday, uh, you know, or, or in Sunday's post game, you know, when you have the players, you better have the players because the league's designed for the weaker teams to get better through the draft and through more cap space and more freedom to be better faster. And not being able to take advantage of that in this market, New York, New York, is just really frustrating. And as a Jet fan, I, I just don't, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, even though there's clearly some good individual talent on the team. And I, I am certainly not anti Zach Wilson or Robert Sala. I don't, or Joe Douglas. I don't view any of them as failures or um, lost causes in any way, but I sure as hell am not on the other side either you know, ready to have a parade for any of the three. So there's a lot in this offseason to prove again. And uh, I understand why your listeners are, are you know, at, at best you can be cautiously optimistic because you sure as hell can't be outright optimistic. There just isn't enough evidence. I think cautiously optimistic is a good way to put it because for me, I see the pieces there that could lead to long-term prosperity, but they haven't proven enough. And I wanted to delve into that a little bit more with you because you brought up the three key participants in this whole thing. Zach Wilson, the quarterback, Robert Sala, the head coach, and Joe Douglas, the general manager. The owners are going to be the owners. That's not changing. The Johnsons aren't selling as far as I'm aware. So the only pieces that can change are those, and they have all changed fairly recently. Joe Douglas, within the last couple of years, Robert Sala and Zach Wilson, both their first seasons 
in their respective roles. Wilson as the starting quarterback for the Jets, Salah as the head coach. So let's talk about where you think all of these guys are at this moment. As you said, cautiously optimistic. You're not ready to give up on them, but you're not ready to throw a ticker tape parade. Tell me about how you feel about Zach Wilson, Robert Salah, and his staff, and Joe Douglas right now. Do you like what Douglas has done so far? Did you like what you saw from Salah? How about Wilson? I know he struggled early on, but he seemed to pick up steam at the end of the season. Where are you on all of them? Well, all of the excitement uh, over the good days is a little much for me um, because I just feel like it is a process to be good. Like, you know, Geno Smith once at the end of his career with the Jets had a 158-5 game down in Miami. He had a basically perfect QBR. And my point is only anybody can do it on a given week. These are NFL caliber players who have talent, and no one denies that. So it's a matter sometimes of staying healthy, like Becton's situation. It's a matter of, of uh, being able to show up every week and, and dominate uh, or at least um, be a reasonable decoy that will help your teammates be better. And we've talked about so many prospects that we thought might come through, maybe Mims the latest, uh, of people getting excited too early. And, and I just, you know, I think with Zach Wilson, there were too many negatives when things were bad uh, mid-season, early season. Uh, and then, you know, I'm reading, he turned a corner. He took a big step today. And I want to pull my hair out when I hear that. Because you don't turn the corner or take a big step in a single game. It's not the way it works, whether you're a running back, a corner, a linebacker, a defensive. I don't care where you play. It's about being elite week in, week out, or at least being above average week in, week out. And, and only time will answer that. Does, does Wilson have talent? Without question. But did he miss a lot of layups that you just can't miss at this level? Boy, there's no question there either. So, you know, you got to make the simple throws and you got to have your team believe in you. I really, uh, Scott, am really biased toward what a quarterback that performs and is able to articulate it and lead his team means to the entire team, the special teams, the defense, uh, obviously the offense, the coaching staff, the front office staff, that is infectious. And what Joe Burrow has done and what Josh Allen has done, and obviously Brady and Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, yes, it's their physical play, but for the young ones there, and even what Mac Jones did, uh, you know, during the regular season, allowing New England to believe that, hey, he's not Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, but he's capable, he runs the huddle, and he can do enough for us. And that got them to the postseason, and they weren't good enough, and we found that out. But I really believe the first step for Zach Wilson is getting – an internal belief. As much as we all want to proclaim one way or the other how we feel about him and what we think his talent level is and whether we would bet on him two years, three years, four years down the road, he and Lawrence and Fields and everybody else out there, uh, Lance, all these kids trying to make it and haven't shown anything yet. What we think is really irrelevant. 
you know, they've got to win over their 53 or 47, however many players are on the roster these days. They got to win over their buildings and their internal personnel across the board. That's their number one job. And to do that, you got to be more consistent. And as for Douglas and Sala, I give Sala a pass. He he didn't he didn't shoot himself in the foot. He uh, he is really short on players. Uh, they're really, you know, I, I think, and I know you you tried to stay cautiously optimistic. I think they're, you know, I think they're really short on players. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot that has to be done there. So. I don't have any real complaints with Sala and uh, offensively. I think that they have a clue and understand how the league works now and make no mistake. We've been talking about this, you and I in particular, but you know, I've been talking about this on the air for at least the last five years. The league wants offense. The league wants the offensive teams to be the successful teams. They want fantasy points. They want people saying, wow, they want 40 to 37 finals. That's what they want. And the rules will be uh, leaning that way forever out the window right now. I mean, in the window, as far as you can see, that's how the league is going to be played. So if you know that, and you can pretty well predict that, that offense is going to be critical, then fix that first. And that's where we come to Joe Douglas. And that's where, you know, uh, your fan base out there, Scott, has all got opinions on where they, what they need to fix first. But we all believe, getting back to this long answer, I'm famous for long answers, uh, <laughs> is we all believe that if Zach Wilson is going to win that internal struggle of being a guy that within the Meadowlands, the people that work for the Jets and are members of the Jets, if he's going to get their confidence, Joe Douglas is going to get him ha- have to get him people that will allow his confidence to build. And that's what the offseason challenge is for me. Can they put enough around him where they get a better view and we don't have people two years from now saying, this is just like Sam Darnold. You know, if you had given Darnold a chance, I mean, how much did we hear that? Mm -hmm. And of course, as usual, it did not turn out to be true. But the point is, if you give the fans a window to say, well, if you had people around him, he'd be a lot better. You've lost the battle. You know, you've lost the battle. And there's no reason, given their picks, that they can't kick ass in this offseason. So I'm hoping that they will. I think, you know, Joe Douglas gets a B- minus to this point in his career, maybe a C. And, you know, when you're a C student and you're heading into what might be your last semester – here we go right so uh, that's the way i look at it right now we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will i become Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk about how Joe Douglas can raise his grade from a C or a B minus, depending on how you look at this, a little bit higher, maybe to A minus range or something like that. As you said, they've got a lot of draft picks, two in the first, number four, number 10, two in the second, number 35, number 38, a third, two fourths, two fifths. So they've got plenty of ammo here to fix this. And they've got plenty of money in free agency. Stop me if you've heard this story before, Chris, because I feel like I'm a broken record on that the Jets have a lot of money to spend train because every single year it seems like they have a lot of money to spend. So in theory, they should be able to fill a lot of holes both in the draft and in free agency. How would you approach this? Because we know that the Jets need players all over the place. About the only spot that you have to be convinced they're not going to invest is quarterback. Maybe interior defensive line, but that's it. All over the place they need help on the offensive line, at wide receiver, tight end. They could use another running back, linebacker, edge rusher, cornerback, safety. Everywhere on the field they need help. How would you approach this offseason both in free agency and in the draft? Well, I wouldn't announce it, but it would be definitely a two-year plan where I see... Uh, my two-year window financially, I take a reasonable guess at where my draft positions will be for 2023, and I look at building a roster as if I was planning on being no worse than above 500 in the 2023 season. That's how I would do it if I were the Jets, because I don't know You know, until you develop a swagger and a sense that it's a good place to come play, you know, the free agent battle is going to be a difficult one. Why come to the Jets? You know, we talked about this with Kirk Cousins when all that was going on, and it's become more and more obvious in every sport that they're going to get rich everywhere. So your money is lovely and wonderful and green, but it's the same money that they have in other places and yeah, they can overpay on one position and blow somebody out of the water and maybe get him, but you're getting a money player that 
You're not getting a player that really wants to be a Jet. You're getting a player that really wants the most money. And as an organization, you know, you want both. I mean, you, you want a guy that obviously wants to get paid. We're not unrealistic about that. But you want him legitimately, not to the media, but legitimately excited about being a Jet. And that's where these franchises that have been down, the Jacksonvilles, the Detroits, the Giants, the Jets, where the real struggle is now. The free agents have a choice, and they're going to go to an environment that is best for them, for their family, whatever their agent tells them, what other uh, players tell them. So the first step to me is creating a sort of swagger, like we're legit. You know, we're the Jets, we're legit. I mean, <laughs> that would be my, I don't know how many uh, sweatshirts I'd sell. We're the Jets, we're legit. Uh, get on it, Scotty. You're an entrepreneur. Get on it. I'll take, uh, I'll take 2%. I'm not greedy. Uh, you can have the rest. But but that's what they, I mean, really, that is what they need to do. All, all kidding aside, we're the Jets. We're legit. That's really what has to happen first. As far as drafting goes, you know, we all know. Um, if my theory is right, and if if you agree as a Jet fan listening out there that that the offense needs fixing first, uh, then it's clear offensive line and wide out and, and, you know, more packages that allow Zach to run a little more often and RPO and get themselves in a position where they are uh, occasionally dumping the ball to the backs in the flat a little more often. They just need to be more uh, uh, horizontal to me, use the width of the field more than they do. And they need, obviously, to protect their quarterback better. And he, look, he's got to be better, but I just assume he will be. I don't think he's stupid. I think that he can look at film and realize some of the easy passes he missed uh, and some of the situations that really worried Jet fans and legitimately worried them because they're not the kind of throws that NFL quarterbacks generally miss. But I'm not, I'm not burying the kid. I don't think that because he had some of those throws, you know, it's over for him. It, it was, it's tough. He doesn't have a lot of help. It, it was his first year. He came to New York. I, I disagreed with throwing him to the wolves as early as they did and not getting a legitimate quarterback that they believed in to start the season for the first month when they knew they weren't going to be a very good team. I, I disagreed with all of that, but that's all behind us now. I think Zach will be better. I think you concentrate on offense you realize that without a, a quarterback that is internally believed in, you're fried. You're fried. So how do you, how do you bolster Zach Wilson enough to make him internally, forget what we think, internally a candidate where guys go, he's got us. He's got our back. We get a turnover here. We'll march down the field. Zach will lead us down the field. And I really believe that's what they think in Cincinnati with Burrow. That's what they think in Kansas City. That's what they think in Green Bay. That's what they think in, in Los Angeles with Herbert right now, who's emerging and going to get better. You know, when you got that young guy that you believe in, your whole football team has an intangible advantage that I just don't think we in this business talk about enough.
Chris, I love the way you put that because it reminds me of the famous national championship game between the Texas Longhorns and USC where you had clearly the two best teams in the country. And I think that's one of the best football games of all time. And I remember as a Texas Longhorns fan when the Longhorns made that famous stop on fourth and two with Lendell White coming up short of the first down and Texas got the ball back. And as a Texas fan, I had zero doubt in my mind that they were going down the field and scoring because Vince Young was unstoppable and everybody had confidence in him. Everybody from the coaching staff to the players on the team to the fans. Now, obviously, we know what happened with Vince Young in the pros. It was a different story. But Vince Young, the college quarterback, there was no doubt in my mind that this guy was going down down the field and scoring, which is exactly what happened. And I think whether or not a quarterback does that, the belief that the team has in him, as you said, to be able to do that, to go into that huddle and say, there's two minutes left. I believe such and such quarterback is going to be able to march us down the field for a field goal, a touchdown, whatever, is very important. And so the pieces you put around Zach Wilson, whether externally, like you said, that two-year plan, or internally, matter a lot. And of course, the players that are already here factor into that in a big way. So let's talk a little bit about some of the guys that are coming up for free agency, and then I want to get your thoughts on Mekhi Becton, too. As far as the guys that are available now to other teams or are going to be, Braxton Berrios is the one that you hear the most talk about, seems to have really found a role as a gadget player here and also as an all-pro kick returner. Nice player to have. Mike LaFleur and Brant Boyer, I'm sure, would like him back, but at what price? Marcus May, guy who a year ago Jets fans really wanted the team to sign to some long-term deal. Now I don't know. He's going to be 30, coming off a bad injury. He has that situation off the field. What happens with him? You got Foley Fadakasi, one of the best run-stuffing defensive linemen in the league, but the Jets are log-jammed at that position. Do they want to pay Foley Fadakasi? Morgan Moses had a really nice year this year, stepping in for an injured Makai Becton. But Becton presumably will be back. Do you want to try and pay Moses to come back as an insurance policy? especially since George Fant is also hurt. So there's a lot of questions there with the internal free agents. And then, of course, we come to Mekhi Becton, who's not a free agent, but a key piece of this team. And fans, understandably, I think, are worried right now because he missed almost half of his first season, his rookie year, played very well when he was healthy, gave you a lot of reason to be upbeat about his future. And a lot of people, including Daniel Jeremiah, said that he has the potential to be the best left tackle in the league. But we didn't get to see that potential attempt to be reached this year because Mekhi Becton went out with another injury and missed pretty much the entire season. He played part of game number one, then he had that knee injury, and he was gone. So you got to take a look at that. And as you said, Chris, in one sense, you look at it as a Jet optimist. But then in the other sense, you have to take a step back and say, this is a big guy, gets hurt a lot. Were they freak injuries? Now, this knee injury was a freak injury, but is it going to keep piling on? So talk to me a little bit about what you think as far as the players that could be moving on or staying, the internal free agents, and then how worried would you be about Makai Becton right now? Every organization, and this may be the bad luck Jets, but it really doesn't make any difference what their names are. You got players like that. Right? I mean, Jet fans... <laughs> Jet fans remember how frustrating John Abraham was. I mean, there is a player that was so good when he played and so often injured that it just drove you nuts. I mean, it drove you absolutely nuts. And uh, so every once in a while you have those kind of players. And Abraham was more established and had been around longer and had a better resume simply because he was older at, at the time of when they finally just couldn't put up with it anymore. But 
Uh, bottom line is I think Becton is somebody you gamble on and stay with because I don't like the alternatives there. And I do think you throw the phone, the fans, uh, and your team a bone and overpay for Berrios if that's what it takes. I think that kind of explosive player on a team that is perennially dull, on a team that does not have, you know, that explosive and the Jets have not been in the same sentence for a long time. Uh, I just don't think that you let Berrios go. Marcus May, you let go. I mean, Marcus May, um, again, the, the guys that are going to command money to be on a team that is very likely going to be under 500 are, are bad investments. I mean, they're bad investments unless you look at the window like I did and you say, and, and I'm not saying they're doing this and they're never going to admit it, but if they really are looking at 2023 uh, to be a legitimate team, we're the Jets, we're legit. I think they're, they're looking at it for 23. And if they are and he fits, and any of these guys you just talked about fit and they think – you know, this is a piece we want to have that season, then then you really got to consider how you work that jigsaw puzzle of, uh, of salary cap and figure it out. If you're looking at this coming season, you sure don't take older players, uh, you know, 30 and older these days is an older player in a lot of ways, unless you're an outstanding quarterback. And we just, you know, Roethlisberger, the latest to, to say goodbye in that window and that group of just, you know, legendary, at least legendary from the time they played quarterbacks of it's an amazing group. And I don't know if we'll ever see one like it, but you don't see, you know, these players getting better at 31, 32, 33 very often. So Marcus May is not a hard decision for me. Um, financially, it just doesn't make sense. And I, I just feel like it really depends. Like the offensive line is not something that you are cavalier about. You know, I want people smarter than me making decisions on font on, on just in general, what depth is meant for. And if you're keeping Becton and I think they are, then you keep insurance. I mean, you can't pretend that Becton's going to play all 17 next year. That would be foolhardy. So um, I, I think the receiving core, you know, probably has to turn over. I think we all like Michael Carter and hope that, uh, that it wasn't a one-year thing and that his talent, which seems to translate to the NFL just fine, is not a, an apparition or something that disappears after one year. Um, you know, there are pockets of optimism, but I caution there are pockets of optimism in Jacksonville and Detroit and Houston too. Uh, you know, we're grading on a curve here, and, and Buffalo is going to rule this division for a while. Um, you know, he had an out-of-body experience game, Josh Allen did, uh, against the Patriots, but he's still really good. But that game, you know, that game goes back to what I was saying, and that is, and look, he's not that good, but boy, he was on that Saturday night, and nobody can deny it. I mean, nobody can deny one of the great, I mean great, NFL performances of all time at quarterback in five degree weather. Does that mean he's great? Not to me. It means he had a great night. And what you have to do if you're Joe Douglas in particular is separate great from great night, great uh, potential from great on the field. Um, but does 
you know, back to what our, our theme is. Does Josh Allen make everybody on the Bills better? Absolutely. Because when you do things like that, they never feel out of it. And when you're a free agent, isn't that the team with Josh Allen? Oh, you want Cincinnati? Isn't that where Joe Burrow is? Oh, isn't that where Herbert is? He looks good to me. I, I play with Herbert. Good weather. I'm going there. So stability at quarterback and belief in the guy uh, or just belief in the total offense that a team runs, it's really critical right now if you want to get the right free agents. Very critical offseason overall indeed. The Jets have to get this right. We say this every single year, Chris, but it's true. If they don't get this right, the clock is ticking on Joe Douglas and probably Robert Sala too. And then we're back to square one again as Jets fans hoping that they turn it around. So let's hope that this offseason goes well so we don't have to relive this as a Groundhog Day of sorts. Chris Moore, one of my absolute favorite sports talk hosts and one of my absolute favorite people to talk to. Really appreciate you coming on. If you don't listen to Chris when he's on the radio, you should start doing it now. He's on WFAN 660 and 101.9 and, of course, CBS Sports Talk Radio. Chris, what do you got coming up on the calendar? I know that you're somebody that is all over the place and your schedule is sort of crazy. So for those that don't know when you're going to be on the air, what do you got coming up? Well, this week I just have a Saturday morning on CBS uh, Sports Radio, which you can hear on Sirius XM and uh, obviously on the odyssey.com app. Uh, I have Saturday morning, six to 10 on CBS. And then, you know, whatever I get called for, um, I'm, you know, to be, to be fair and, and to judge myself, I might be a little too honest sometimes for uh, sports talk radio. And at this point in my career, uh, I don't really allow it to bother me very much. You know, I'm enjoying watching this postseason and I'm writing a little bit on Twitter uh, just to get my thoughts out a little bit and stay fresh. And But I always appreciate your kind words. I love coming on here and, and talking about football and talking about uh, the Jets in particular. And, you know, my kids, all three of them are big Jet fans, so... I'm hoping that they get paid off someday because I don't want to be the curse. You know, they a lot of a lot of Jet fans out there, and I know people will be nodding their heads. They're blaming their dads right now. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of Jet fans are. You put me through this, Dad. You put <laughs> me through this. <laughs> it is definitely my dad's fault in my case. So I 100% identify with that. Make sure that you're checking out all the wit and wisdom that Chris offers on Twitter at More to Say. That way, of course. When he's not on the air, you can still get his valuable gems. Also, make sure you check out everything that we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Great videos over there. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic prospect videos, including Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas, and Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State. Some Zach Wilson videos up there as well, Elijah Vera Tucker, and so much more. Watch the videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. Check out our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. Might have to take Chris up on his offer that he made before as far as a legit Jets shirt because that could go in our store. Right now, we don't have it, but we might at some point. In fact, I'm going to tell people, hit us on Twitter and let us know if you would be interested in getting that shirt because maybe we'll put something together. But for now, we've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. tpublic.com, tpublic.com, T-E-E 
thepublic.com and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.